0: How we doing FT Live on a Friday on stadium for hour number one, braun Kane Jones. Look at this crew. How we doing? We don't need no Przinki, Kratz, Bob Father, and the rest of the deal. We got we got Loki and all of his candy, Adam. Ooh.
1: (laughs) Looking good, right? Huh?
0: Looks great. What's your Mm. favorite?
1: Three kiddos right now. You know I'm a big I'm a big uh, fruity pebbles guy. You know I had I ate a ton of fruity pebbles in the minor league, so uh that's definitely my favorite. Mm-hmm. Got it Did all you know how there.
0: much of a sweet tooth he has, Adam?
2: I didn't, but now I see.
0: Low Lo Kane is famous for a couple things. I would say that what I hear the most, and by the way, Whit Merrifield is going to be our first guest in 15 minutes. He specifically told me in person next time I'm on it has to be with Low. And the two things that I hear from just about everybody when they describe Lowe is, if, especially if they played with him, sweet tooth, got to have some cake or cookies or something at the end of the night, right? Earned oh, okay. it after a game. And in-game, he'll act like, oh, man, my knees, my back, whatever. And then he's on second.
2: <laughs> oh, quickly. Oh, he. I told him, I was like, hey, man, how you, every time I say, how you doing, baby? You good? He'd be like... Oh man, you know I'm, I'm just out here surviving. You know I'm just surviving. <laughs> and then and then a, a dribbler or, or just beat out the infield hit, and I just look at him still second, first second pitch. I'm like, hey, I'm out here really, really barking. What are you, what are you talking about? I ain't yeah. going nowhere. I'm staying put. You going? Oh, I want
0: man. your surviving. Whatever whatever his surviving is, everyone wants that. For sure. Hey, Respect. <laughs> Trick him.
1: Got to. Got to put an okey-doke on him, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it worked, and now you can talk about it because you're on the other end, right?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Enjoying a lot of, lot of desserts now. I <laughs> love it.
0: <laughs> I love it. All right, so let's charge the damn mound. Let's get to the unicorn, Shohei Otani. Even his injuries are unique, right? Like, he leaves the game after about four innings and ends up with two hits, two walks, a home run, uh, there you go, from Angels PR, removed as a pitcher. I like how you have to put that in parentheses. With cramping in his right hand and fingers, he's had problems with the uh, middle finger on his right hand for the past month. Remember, last month he was taken out at one point with the blister and the broken nail. Despite that, he can still smash the baseball. So he tied the game earlier when he stole second base and ended up being the tying run. He gave them a little bit of insurance right here making it 3-1 on a 2-2 pitch. That's number 40 on the season. 60 is very attainable for this dude, depending on how he does the rest of August and into September, maybe even more. And then Alden Gonzalez, who's been covering the team most days for ESPN, said, Johei Otani, who exited as a pitcher with cramping in his right hand, lined a 107 mile an hour home run. There are so many times I watch him play and end up typing sentences that don't make sense. Now, I say all of that, low, and they lost the game on this Grand Slam. (laughs) Carlos Estevez, who had been perfect, 23 for 23 in save ops, did not have control and walked, I think, a couple guys. And then eventually, with the bases loaded, that is Cade Marlowe with the big Grand Slam in the ninth. First blown save of the year, and it moves the Angels back four games now. And beyond the Halo, one of the super fan accounts said, "I feel like such a fool for putting myself through this endless pain and suffering with no payoff. You'd cut out anything else in your life that brings you this much trouble, and yet I can't. Fandom is so stupid, and so am I." So, your thoughts on Shohei's amazingness, but also the poor—I'm gonna—I'm not even gonna say the poor team, poor Angels fans. Yes. Like, how, how are you supposed to root for a situation like this when you're watching legendary greatness from one player? But your team can't get over the hump. I mean, they're four games back. They're not going to make the playoffs. I really feel strongly about that.
1: Yeah, I agree with you one hundred percent. You know, Um, it's been happening for for a while now. I mean, we've been talking about this, and as a Angel fan, you got you just got to know when to let go. It's time for you guys to let go, move on, just sit back and just enjoy the games. But don't don't put your heart into it. You know, I know it's hard to do, but just don't put your heart into it. So uh, Shohei, he's been lights out. He's been doing it all season long. I continue to expect great things from him. And, and he's, just, he's just locked in right now. When you're locked in in baseball, you know, you can, you can be a very dangerous player for sure.
2: I'm going to say it, and everybody knows it. They need a new owner.
1: Uh-oh. Mm-hmm.
2: They need new ownership. There it is. I'm sorry. I mean, Artie Moreno, great dude, all that. They just then, It needs a fresh start. Um, they got all the money. They got a perfect location. The weather is beyond – um, I mean, the team, both teams, you know, sixty and seventy miles each direction, north and, and south, are vastly uh, improved. <laughs> you, you, you gotta, you gotta do something. My son back here just chilling, watching, looking at pictures. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it, it is. I mean, you're again generational talent, and two guys—you got, mm-hmm. you know, the best top two players in baseball on the same team, and you can't get over the hump. Um, and again, it's not to the other players. Stebbins has been great. All-star. I've seen him at the All-Star game. A big love. Big hug. Uh, proud of what he's been doing. You know, the Mariners, again, are in the hunt. So, you know, they are uh, very aggressive. And they're going to be aggressive going forward because they need the W's also. So, it's just something's going on in Anaheim, man. Something going on in Anaheim. I don't know what it is. Again, it's always that Shohei and Mike Trout is two for three with a tank and a triple and Four RBIs, but they lose the game, and like that is such a common theme. Has been for a long time now, unfortunately. And Artie, just just say, you know, I'm gonna sell it. <laughs>
0: he, almost Jonesy, he almost did, He almost did. I know. Everybody. And fans that were happy. That was the part that was. Fans that, that were
2: happy. Of course they were. were. Yeah, like okay, some excitement going on in this organization. Okay, like we might got a new owner. Somebody spicy. Maybe I mean L.A. area. You never know who comes in. You maybe get the baseball version the West Coast version of Stevie Cohen. You never know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you get someone
0: real, real rich. Right, right. Yeah, like the the Clippers owner. And and also, when you're baseball rich, it's cooler because you don't have to deal with a salary cap. So you can really try and turn things around. And hey, Steve Cohen and the Mets showing us that it's not a Band-Aid situation. It takes time. But the problem with the Angels is, for years, they kind of neglected the development system. For years, they weren't putting much into pitching. You know, pitching's kind of a big deal, especially starting pitching. They weren't in the market for a while for top end starters. I also think even the Cole sweepstakes was kind of BS because they weren't offering him mm-hmm. as much money as the Yanks. So, like, that's like any team saying, Oh, I didn't finish in first place. Like, if you're not first, you're last on a free agent signing.
2: They had so- the guy to redo all of that. They have, well, they still have the guy to redo all of that. And you can't trade him anymore. <laughs> too late <laughs> you get a You're first right. round draft pick hey i hope that that kid whoever in you know 2026 or eight or 30 makes it to the big leagues and you know has a career you could have redid all of that and then brought him back possibly mm-hmm. that's always a possibility yeah i think okay. i don't know that's hey, gm's a tough job i want to do it one day and get fired <laughs> <laughs>
0: but at this that's point
2: really it's not the manager
0: it's not the gm the way that the team has been run needs to turn over. And especially when your owner does say like, hey, I'm going to sell the team. And then he's like, just kidding. I do think he might put them back on the market this year because I do think Shohei will leave and then it's not as enticing and the profits probably aren't as great when Shohei's gone, right? I mean, if Shohei leaves, as great as Trout is, how is that place going to sell?
2: So hear this. I did a, uh, for my podcast, I did a... Um... I did an analysis on when Shohei pitches versus when he just plays. And it, I did it in Baltimore. It was 10,000 fans different when he pitches. Wow. I mean, because he's going to hit. But he generates that on the road. Yeah. Because, again, coming to Baltimore is cheaper than going to Philly, than going to New York, than going, you know. So, But he generates that on the road. So, you know, I don't know what the Angels can eat. No, the Angels don't eat up the other players, but – I mean, you get you're you're gonna lose a lot when he leaves, unfortunately, and and then you telling your fans that unless you go out and sign a lot of guys, you know, if you can cover three hundred million, all right, you Yeah, <laughs> because that's half of what he's gonna get. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you got to tell your fans like, hey, man, I don't know, because you could have had a lot of new guys, and and then bring them back possibly again. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. possible.
0: And and for me, if I power rank the AL West, I mean, right now, obviously, the Rangers and the Astros are ahead of the pack. I actually think the Mariners are still a better team than the Angels. I like their starting pitching much better. I think the offense is probably a little tilted toward the Angels, but not much. I think the bullpens are pretty similar. And I'd rather take starting pitching down the stretch. So Make a they got good starting pitching. Yeah, they do. I, yeah. I Like, if you had to guess right now, I actually put the Mariners, I think the Mariners will finish with a better record than the Angels. Probably not by much, maybe by a game or two, but... I actually think they're
1: a better team. Fair? I agree. I agree okay. 100%. Uh, but pitching has always been the issue with, with the Angels. I mean, for the longest now. But uh, that's the, to me, that's the difference uh, with the Mets and the Angels. The Mets decided to, you know, move forward, move on, and get rid of players and start their thing over. And the Angels decided to go for it. And uh, I think they're going to lose in the long run. But, uh, hey, I think at the end of the day, Shohei's going to leave. And now Trout is stuck. And – now, what do we do with Trout? That's that's the big question. What do we do with
2: Trout? Send him to Philly. Send, Send him home. to Philly. Ooh. Send him to Philly. Send him home and like do it. You get it. do it all over again. You're gonna get a chance to do it all over again. Angels yeah. fans, they're gonna miss. I mean, you you missing Otani, you gonna miss Trout. Trade him and do it all over again. Agree. Get a lot. And get a haul and let him go mm-hmm. home and him and Harper play on, on the OTH often and have some young kid running around the center. <laughs> I <hear you. laughs> hey i feel you i feel you i
0: like it all right let's move to the cubbies okay they're on fire uh they continue to win ball games they won five three they didn't put up a billion runs it only took five for their fifth straight win they take down the reds again which helps them of course in the national league central too and makes things really interesting low this week we got a good test for them they're taking on the braves max Fried is back for this first one it's going to start while we're doing this show live but The Cubbies are hot as hell. Jamison Tyone, who was one of their big pickups in the offseason, started off really slow. But Mm -hmm. then he's picked up the pace, and he put a tweet out there. Wrigley was electric this entire series. And how about the bullpen tonight coming in and slamming the door? Let's keep it going this weekend. Now, I don't think they're the most talented of teams in the National League. Bellinger's on fire, right? I don't think they're most talented of teams. But I do think the front office gave them a boost by saying, hey, Let's try and make some noise here in a weak division. And they pick up Candelario, and he he's basically been on base every time he's, he's been up so far for them. So I give them credit there. And, and Lo, you know, we do our, our Brew Crew Territory show. Brewers mm-hmm. better watch out now. They got two teams they have yeah. to worry about.
1: Yeah, like I said, I still think uh, Milwaukee will win this division. But like you said, the, the – the Reds are playing great, uh, the Cubs are playing great. They just crushed the Reds. So that was definitely definitely a lot of fun to watch. But um, they playing great ball. I, I feel like as far as them swinging the bat, they're, they put the ball in play a lot and they give themselves a chance to get on base consistently. And they've been pitching well. And I think that's the biggest surprise. They've been pitching really well, putting the ball in play, playing solid defense. And uh, yeah, that's a recipe for success for me.
0: I will say, um, Adam, I wanted I thought that the Cubs should sell potentially. Okay. I think we, oh. we might have a little freeze frame here. Yeah. I was yeah. like, is that his poker face? It's way <laughs> no, too serious. Freeze frame. <laughs> yeah, freeze frame. AJ'll come back in a sec. Yeah. But um and Dansby Swanson comes off the injured list. They're playing much better since mm-hmm. that. Uh Bellinger has been ridiculous yes, this year. And the thing is. Part of me was like, I don't think this is a World Series team. I don't think it's a playoff team. But the National League wild card has some wide openness to it because other ball clubs didn't do much. The Marlins did, and I give them credit. And I know they had a tough series just now against the Phillies, but they're a better team with the trade deadline that they put together. The Giants did literally zero. And I know they're using bullpen games or tandem starters or the whole deal like that because they've got some depth. But – they're doing that for, for three out of every five starts. Sure, I, I guess. I mean, it's worked for them in a unique way. It's cute. But mm-hmm. I do think that the Cubs, even if they don't win the division, have a feeling that they can stick around a wild card race now. And I don't blame them. I don't think that any of these teams are necessarily going to run away with a wild card. Like, same thing with Arizona. I think they were a year ahead of what they thought on their schedule, on their timetable, which is great. But... That's not necessarily a team that's built to be a powerhouse right now either. They have a lot of starting pitching problems in, in my mind. They did a nice right. job with the bullpen. We're going to talk to Paul Seawald later on this show. But in your mind, do you see a National League Wild Card like clear-cut picture of teams that you think are ahead of the pack?
1: I don't. I think all of these teams are kind of – have been a surprise so far. And, I mean, they're, they're – they're, the owner, the teams are surprising themselves. I think they're playing a lot better than they thought they would. And um, you know, when you're in this situation, it's a good situation to be in because now, hey, we can go make a few moves here, add pieces there, and hey, we got an opportunity to you know possibly make it to the playoffs. And then once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. You know, you kind of go from there.
2: Jonesy, you're back. Yeah, I'm back. Uh, a <laughs> oh, man, Wi-Fi kids—they're taking all my all my uh, bandwidth. <laughs> and, uh, and all and all that kind of stuff around here. They're taking up the
0: your bandwidth in multiple ways, yeah. like your Wi-Fi, yeah. your brain, your time. Everything. Oh man.
2: <laughs> but no, man these these races are gonna they're gonna be nail biters, and that's why we kept talking about San Francisco. Obviously, they're ahead in the wild card, but they didn't make any moves. And it, you know, teams that made moves, and were still waiting for the Padres' resurgence. So Miami is still knocking at the door. They made some good moves, I think. Um, it's going to be fun. I think these these last fifty games is going to be really, really fun in all the divisions. Obviously, the Yankees. I don't know if they're going to win the division, but uh, to get into the wild card, I, is, this the, the Red Sox. What's what's going to happen there? Um, it, it's just going to be a fun. I think two months of baseball. Uh, obviously, you, we all know football is coming. They are starting all these shows, and we had the Hall of Fame game last night. But hey, hold on, football. Hold on, NFL. We got some business to take care of in MLB and uh, give us give us some time. But it's going to be a fun race. And I'm just I think as baseball fans, we're all excited because there's markets that weren't in in it. You know, again, Mm -hmm. the Mets aren't in it, but the Pirates are in it. You know what I mean? Uh, It's it's you know, this year, the Diamondbacks are in it. Like it's the Marlins are in it. It's you know, it's the the, uh, Rangers are back in it. It's great. I think that's really good for baseball.
0: Yeah, there's parity for sure. And props to the teams that did stuff because we saw it yesterday. Rangers did stuff. Scherzer pitched well after that first inning. Michael Lorenzen saved the bullpen for the Phillies. And Jack Flaherty was pumping heat like we talked about yesterday. We were like, oh, if he throws hard, he was throwing hard. Now time for the perfect game player of the week. Derek Curiel had a damn week. He's having a summer check out the senior at Orange Lutheran High School in California a three-time perfect game all-american six foot 2 175 he's committed to LSU he is a senior outfielder in West Covina California and the third ranked overall player on perfect games list hit 588 at 17 new Worldwood bat Association in July big numbers putting his walks together too to get the OPS over 1500 back then so well, let's uh, give it up for Derek right now joining us on FT Live. You got a good crew here too, Derek. As an outfielder, we picked kind of the perfect time to bring you on. We got Jonesy and Kane with us. So congrats on, on being the perfect game player of the week. And how you doing, man?
3: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me on. Uh, yeah, it's nice to be up here with two two other great center fielders that I've been looking up to since I was a little kid. So thank you guys.
2: I appreciate it, man. Hey, I want to know, who's your favorite player in today's game and who do you model your game after? Uh,
3: I would have to say my favorite player in today's game is uh, Ronald Acuna. I mean, I, I, I love his, uh I love his passion for the game. And for me, I say uh, I model my game after a uh, Christian Yelich uh, lefty, a lefty hitter like him. And um, I just, he, he's also a California guy, but I feel like me and him have the same type of swing kind of gap to gap and not too much power, but we got it in there too. But my powers continue to grow, but I think Christian Yelich.
0: Okay, Lo. So give him the whole breakdown of what Yelly's like. Tell him what he's gotta do to be like Yelly. Give me the whole routine of like when you would see him, <laughs> him at the clubhouse yeah. through the end of the ball game because you played with him.
1: You know, just developing that routine, you know. He's very consistent with his routine. You know, he show up, make sure his body's ready to go, foam rolling, working out, you know, taking swings in the cages very consistent with his routine. So, you know, once you get to that level, that you know, I hear you're going to LSU and I'm sure you're going to go far in life and, you know, just develop a consistent routine. That's the most important thing, man. And just stick with it. Stick with it and keep going. And I, I just want to say something real quick. You know, um, I'm really – I was really impressed with your numbers, you know. Um, when I was in high school, you know, I started playing baseball late. But when I was in high school, you know, I saw Milwaukee, you know, and and when I got drafted and I flew out to Arizona, you know, you start to meet the, your new teammates and new players. And we sit in the locker room. And everyone's everyone's like, hey, what'd you hit in high school? He's like, oh, I hit 600. Oh, I hit 530 or, or whatever the kids. I think I hit 330. And I was kind of embarrassed to kind of say my numbers, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm very imp- impressed, man, with your numbers and, and the way you go about your business, man. So kudos to you. And uh, just a quick question for me, what what made you choose LSU?
0: Well, and I will I will uh, yeah. like just follow up. There yeah. there is a chance I'm sure, okay. Derek. You get drafted in the right spot. You never know. Yes. Could end up going straight to the pros too, right? I'll, I'll put a little side note in there, there go. just in case. There we go.
3: Yeah, uh, I mean the the only answer to that question is Jay Johnson, uh, the new head coach at LSU. Um, when he was back at U of A. Um, I was in seventh grade, eighth grade, and he was recruiting me, but I'd always told my mom I wanted to go to the SEC. And I said, Mom, if that coach ever gets a job in the SEC, I'm going there. So as soon as it, he ESPN that he was going to LSU, I was going to be a Tiger. So uh, I really respect Coach Jay Johnson. And, he, I mean, just look what he's done in two years at LSU. And that, that's a guy I want to play for. He's a great man and a great coach.
0: What did you think of LSU's season just now and seeing obviously two of the top players in college baseball on the same ball club and then getting drafted like that.
3: I mean, that's just the start for LSU. And I think that that's so cool because usually the best ranked team going into the season usually never comes out on top. It's just a thing that's happened in college. And LSU is finally able to snap that curse. And they, with all the high expectations, they exceeded them. And Dylan Cruz and Paul Skeens um, led the way, obviously. And I just think that's so cool that they we're just number one in so many levels on how they went about their business on being national champions, having the top two players in the draft. I just thought that was a great season for LSU. And that's just the
0: start. Hey, uh, how has your perfect game experience been in terms of helping you play up against top level competition? I know you're in California. I mean, some guys we've spoken to, you know, they're in a state maybe that might not have as much competition as we see here ball smoked up the middle um how much has this helped you in a lot of ways to be with like a high caliber level of talent and also have resources like we're looking at here i mean the the analytics that guys are into now i'm sure just about everybody that you're playing with there they're like yo what's your, your your top exit velocity right like what's your ev at
3: yeah i mean i owe a lot of my um my success to perfect game because um being a california guy there's a lot of good baseball down here in socal but all the big events where you face big time arms and big time teams is in the east coast and perfect game runs those tournaments and those showcases and my family sacrifices for me to go out there um all summer i mean i was over in the east coast for about two months this summer and just playing with and against those guys in perfect game has just um been so beneficial for me and just getting to compete like i said with the best and against the best uh just only helps me elevate my game because iron sharpens iron and I mean, it's just been a great ride. And I'm excited that my travel ball is over. I'm a little sad, but now I'm getting ready for high school spring, and it's going to be fun.
2: Hey, as a high school kid who had, obviously, college offers, but i wasn't uh, fortunate enough to go in the first round, um, do you have a lot of people in your corner and your parents, you know, could be, again, coaches, or, you know, a lot of different people could be in your corner, helping you make this decision on either if you if you're a first-round pick or if you're not, if you're in the later rounds in the college route, because I grew up I was fortunate enough to be a first round pick. I needed some money. So I signed and it's been, you know, I was fortunate enough to have a, a solid career. Um, so what do you have anybody that's helping you make that decision of you know if I'm a first rounder, that's really enticing to go to uh, to go play Pro Ball, which is a job, versus going and still getting the development of college, which some kids do actually do need. And it's great for them.
3: Yeah, I mean, I have a great support system. Uh, my dad and my brother um, have played uh, college ball and high school ball. And, I mean, I would say that they're the, my biggest mentors. And, I mean, it's kind of just in the family. W- we're still thinking. I mean, it, it's really early. A lot of stuff can happen in a year. i got to stay healthy. But, I mean, you can't go wrong. Either being a pro, what I've dreamed of since I was a kid, or going to the number one college in the country, who just won a national championship, who just got the one-two picks. I mean, for me, I've been blessed to be able to have these options, and whatever way God leads me is the way I'm gonna
1: go. Love it. Nice, man. Hey, you seem like a you seem like a very humble and grounded kid, man. Never change, always stay that way, man. I, I like your demeanor, man. You. Um, just quick question for me: was was centerfield your first love? Was baseball your first love? Um, and also did you start playing tournament ball at a very young age or was it when you kind of got, you know, up in age?
3: Yeah. I mean, it's a funny story. I I was always the kid who wanted the ball. So I'm a lefty, but probably until I was like 10 years old, I was the catcher on the team. Oh, wow. And I, I was a catcher for a long, long time because really when you're little, they don't hit the ball in the outfield, And I switched to center probably like in 10U, 11U. And then ever since I went in center, I never wanted to go anywhere else because there's a lot of action out there and you get to run free and dive, throw it as hard as you can and have fun. I mean, yeah. So ever since I've been in center, since I was about 10 years old, I've never left. Nice.
0: Love that. Well, hey, keep doing your thing, man. You are super well-spoken too. So it was a pleasure talking to you and getting these guys to have a little combo with you too, Derek. Good luck the rest of the summer. And we're looking forward to seeing the next steps for you. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Derek Curiel, joining us. The Perfect Game Player of the Week, and want to remind everyone that you can use the QR code on your screen and enter the code Twenty Foul Launch. There it is, Twenty Foul Launch to get twenty percent off all four flavors of Launch Hydrate, the official sports drink of Perfect Games. So uh, let's hit some hot corner topics right now. We'll start with Trey Turner because at the end of hour one. Low Kane started talking about it, and same with with Jonesy. The Philadelphia Phillies um, have been playing good ball. They just took two, uh, three out of four, I believe it was, against the Marlins, and now here they come against um, it, it, hitting home here um, to try and hit a, a nice weekend series. But Trey Turner keeps moving down the lineup. Um, Mac Elb, who covers the team every day for the Athletics, said he took the blame in the cage until midnight and then became an expensive eight hitter the club support has not wavered not a single person that is in the clubhouse with the Phillies jersey on has lost confidence in what he is able to do a quote from his story so sitting 235 is on base is under 300 I'm is it weird that we're what like three quarters into the season and almost and I'm not worried about it I mean I'd be more worried about it if the Phillies were five, six games out of a wild card, but they're right in the thick of it. And I keep watching going, this is going to turn around, right? Because the defense has been a problem too. Like he booted a, the Josh Bell ground ball the other night that ended up kind of costing them the game when they lost the one loss they had in Miami. Like Jonesy, when when you're looking at a player like that, he's in his prime. I don't. It's not like he lost a step or anything. It seems like maybe you signed for 300 plus – you head over, you start to get in a rut, and
2: and things just spiral. It's he's in his head. I mean, I mean, deeply in his head. And you know, I've played against him since he first got called up. We had the battle of the Beltways, and he was just the quiet kid, always the quiet kid. Goes to L.A. He doesn't have to be the loud. He doesn't have to be the the superstar. Just be the quiet kid, still there. And then obviously a three hundred million dollar contract. That's going to make you. That's going to stand you out no matter what. And you're in a city like Philly. That demands it. So I was talking with, with Ryan Howard about it. He said, Philly, when you go get groceries, they let you know that you're struggling. And so so I don't know if he's been to Whole Foods lately and then go down to a certain aisle <laughs> and somebody's like, hey, I need you to pick up the slack. But, you know, it's, it's pressure. And I think he has the right guy in Bryce Harper there who can uh, help him alleviate it. But, you know, at the same time, he's a professional also. And he, you know, has to get the job done. He knows that. But, you know, just imagine if he gets hot and uh, you say he's hitting two 230 right now. But what if he's hitting, if he hits 330 the last 50 games and propels this team to just like how they did last year at this point to going, uh you know, all the way to the World Series. So, you know, he's obviously one of the game's top players just going through a, a massive rut. And it happens, you know, but he's got, you know, best part he's got 10 more years to uh to to help out but the next two months are very vital and Trey Turner's a generational talent also so he gonna he gonna figure it out
0: yeah and if he does you're right low if he does teams are screwed Mm because the Phillies offense is pretty good already and they've got some dudes that are not performing up to how they usually would and it's one thing if you're looking at a guy and you're like man he's not catching up to fastballs he's slowing down his bat speed you know, obviously people will point at age that gets everyone. It's a young guy. Yeah,
1: he's a very young guy. I think I definitely think he'll turn around. But, you know, it's it's Philly, man. It's a tough place to play in. You know, even as, you know, even that being your home stadium, it's a tough place to play in. And um, for me, I know Philly is a what have you done for me lately type of place, man. And honestly, I. I was in a situation where we played Philly, and I remember Bryce Harper hit a double his first at bat, and then struck out the next two, and they they booed him. And I was like, "Oh man, like it's I'm in center field, like man, it's tough to play here." So hey, I feel for him, but he got to find a way to go out there. Hopefully, turn things around, which I think he will, and start to get the job done because, as we know, you have to get the job done in Philly, or oh, they will let you know.
0: Hell yeah. And I will say this, the Phillies did something. They didn't do a ton, but they made a move. And I really liked it. Michael Lorenzen has had a very solid, consistent year. I know some were like, oh, he's going past or he's going to blow past his innings. But yeah, I mean, he he pitched a lot as a reliever. Dude's in ridiculous shape. It's also not like you're babying him. Like he's been in the league for a while. He looked awesome yesterday. There were some good debuts. I love Jonesy when trade deadline ads like pay off right away. The Phillies won yesterday. They saved their bullpen when they needed to, right, coming off a long extra inning game. So Mm -hmm. huge win already on the pickup of Lorenzen for their rotation. And even if eventually he moves to the bullpen when they're in the playoffs, that's the kind of move that I think some of the
2: teams that were quiet should have been looking into more. If you don't think about it, I mean, he's a Swiss Army knife also. He can play outfield. He can hit. Yep. He can play, I mean, and he can start and relieve. And obviously they got, you know, Wheeler, Ranger, um, obviously Nola throwing tonight, night, Taiwan. Um, but he can go to the pin in the short series because he has that, that range. And, again, he can pinch hit and he can play the outfield in the pinch if you go extra innings. He can do – he can literally do it all on the field. And, you know, eating up eight innings is big. That's big. You know, an extra inning game and then you get to, you know, save the bullpen, come home. Everybody gets some home cooking. You got Noel on the mound. Hopefully he does another – he repeats that. And, you know, if you give your bullpen a couple of days off, that's big, especially going into this, uh, this warm month of August.
0: Yeah, and um, the other debut that I want to get to, I'll let Jonesy lead this one off because he talked about it yesterday. <sighs> Jack Flaherty. Hey, and we we gave the Orioles – a lot of people on this show gave the Orioles some shit. Just And I still will say I wanted them to do just a, another pitcher move or two. Like I would have loved right. it if they got Flaherty and Lorenzen. Like that, I would have been like, let's go. Of course. Right? Um, but I still will say if that's the Jack Flaherty they're getting, six innings, one and run, eight punch outs, hit 97 in the first. And that was his bad inning in the first because it was probably so pumped up to be mm-hmm. there now in a playoff race and with a new ball club and mom made the trip. But the number I looked at that stood out too, Jonesy, was – Two things. He sat 94, and when his velo is 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 not in the low 90s, I know he's talked about it, it's not a big deal. It is a big deal. It has been in, in terms of the results. And he had 19 whiffs. That, that's a lot in a game, and that's the second most he's put together this year. So, like, eye test-wise, when I was looking at what he was bringing to the table, I was like, if you pitch just like that, he's going to be, like,
2: number two in their rotation. I mean, he's a frontline starter and has been. Uh, the last few years, obviously, he's been a struggle because of health. But when he's out, when he's out there, he's, he's, he's very, very serviceable. And he looked really good yesterday. And i texted him that Baltimore is really excited that you're here. You have an energy and a demeanor that fits this city. All you need to do is pound that strike zone, let that defense work for you. And last night, that's exactly what he did. And, and he looked good. He looked really good. And, you know, his mom, this is a great story. On, I've seen it on Twitter how she had to fly to L.A. and, and go from St. Louis to L.A., back to, and get up to Toronto, but she made her baby's debut, and uh, that right there—that's the big story. Okay, mom <laughs> is the reason why. So let's so uh, let's get her out and get her a place in Baltimore too, and make sure that um, that she presents him with all the confidence in the world. And the Jonesy text though—what did he say? Did he text you back? Yeah, he said, "I'm excited to be here, and you know, I'm entering a race, so I can't. We really couldn't wait to get on the mound. I asked him if he was going to meet the team, in uh, in." In Baltimore, because I I didn't see the rotation, he was like, hell no, I'm going up there and I'm starting in Toronto. I was like, all right, well, I'll be watching. I like that.
0: Yeah, Lo, what do you think? I mean, Jack Flaherty's been in the league for a while. He's had some shoulder issues in the past, but this is also perfect timing for him from a personal standpoint, because you can feel revitalized going to a team that's competing. Also, change of scenery, different pitching people that you talk to, and I don't think he changed much in terms of his, his pitch mix from what I saw, but this is a guy who's going to be a free agent after the year and might make himself some extra dough if he gives them a good run.
1: 100%. You know, uh, I've had a – had an opportunity to have a lot of battles over the years, you know, me being in Milwaukee, him being in, you know, St. Louis. So, you know, the thing for him has always been health, you know. And when this guy's health healthy, he's the number one. He's an ace. And you – the type of guy you want out there, oh He's the kind of he's the kind of guy you want out there um, in in tough situations. You know, playoffs comes you want you want him out there. But uh, to me, he looks like his old self. And um, at the end of the day, it, it's going to come down to health. And if he stays healthy, this guy can be dominant the rest of the season and into the playoffs.
0: I'm with you. And actually, I might have to get my uh, here we go. <laughs> oh. the, these are becoming these are actually becoming a, a thing now. You know, we do this once a show. Uh, to shout out our new partnership with Shady Rays, who sent out some shades to the FT fam, they they are taking on um, their their own life. And what we're noticing is mm-hmm. these shades are agent shades. Okay, so AJ's done it, Przinsky. Uh, I've done it a couple times now. Um, Shady Rays, obviously, uh, quality shades built to last. For the people, you know, you get the, the high quality without the high price. And and I, I think right now, Lo, I might be Jack Flaherty's mm-hmm. agent and say, listen, Jack. This is, <laughs> Jack, this, this is the spot for you, okay? You you want to make some dough? You get out of St. Louis. You've been there forever. There's been a little beef sometimes with the front office. You're not the only one, though. Mm-hmm. Text Tyler O'Neill. He doesn't want to be there right now either. And technically, none of your teammates want to be there because they want to win. And they want to be on a playoff team. The Orioles are maybe the best team in the American League, and you can be at the top of the rotation. So, anyway, yes. uh, just throwing that out there. And, obviously, he, he might have to say, like, hey, these are durable frames. They're extremely clear optics. And nice. they're great for outdoor adventures. You can have a great time after you sign your contract in the offseason. So, just wanted to shout them out. Did You, yeah. you got your shades, no?
2: Let me let, – let me – one
0: second. OK, well, I while got he's my doing shades. that, my shades. well, but, we don't know where hey, you are half the damn time. You got to give us one true. place and then we'll hook you up. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> They're oh, on hold, the hold, way, though, go, I hold, promise. Hold you. on one second. One OK, second. well, while you do that, Lo, exclusively for our listeners, Ooh. I just want to let everyone know. Oh, he put me to you, shame. You, Holy you shit.
1: You look good. You feel good. And then you get the candy pop back here. And you eat
0: good. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yo, I I can I can see it all in those I eyes. Feel right like now.
1: prime time right now, you know <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> Killing it, exclusively for foul territory, yeah. fam. Shady Rays is giving out the best deal of the season. Go to shadyrays.com, use code Foul for fifty percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself; the shades rated five stars by over two hundred fifty thousand people. The only thing I can't promise you is that you'll look as good as Low but like. That's everybody. So other than that, you'll look fantastic. You might be number two, which would be great, which is great for a starting rotation. If you're number two, you get to pitch in the playoffs. Okay? Let's get back to Biz. Someone who's about to join a rotation who you guys have faced quite frequently in your careers, Dallas Keuchel's back, which is cool. I love that stuff, right? Like sometimes those guys, they struggle at the end of their career and then they just kind of fizzle out. They don't get to say the goodbye and Jonesy, it's almost like he went to Jared, those commercials. He went to driveline. And they switched up what he was doing, and he's throwing harder. And we get to see him now in the bigs. He was
2: crushing it in AAA. Throwing harder? Oh, man, that's awesome. Uh, I mean, he's he's younger than me and Locaine. Um, mm-hmm. I think me and Lo, me and Locaine was like, I mean, we want to chase our kids. We, we, we made <laughs> we, we made some good money. I'm out, you know. What I mean, I'm out. I'm out. Let me go do. Let me go do something else. Uh, no, but it's 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 always in a you know a tribute to those the passion. We love the game. I think we just realized that you know our bodies we can't kill ourselves anymore. And if his body still feels good, hey, give it all you got because don't don't stop until they uh today they, they won't pay you no more. And mm-hmm. I love Keiko, and he's throwing harder. I gotta see this. I'm excited to see this. To, to see some uh, some '90 '90s on the uh, radar gun from him.
0: Yeah, and and he's chasing that 10 year
2: mark too for service ah, time. You guys know what you that's go. about. Was, once after that, it was I'm out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm a pet <laughs> Yep, that's it. But imagine, like, you're you're pretty close to that mark. Right. And, and some people don't realize some of these things that go on, whether you call it behind the scenes or not. But like you guys know when you hit the 10 year mark, we, we usually bring guys on once they hit the 10 year mark just to kind of clap it up. Because I know it's a huge deal in the clubhouse and it's the respect of the players. When you're a guy like him and you're chasing that and you're like, man, if I spend a little more time in the bigs, it, it changes your life. Right. Even if you've got money in the bank.
1: Yeah, changes everything, you know? I mean, like I said, you it's its a respect factor because it's like, oh, man, I played 10 years in the show. It's a mm-hmm. special feeling, man. And shout out to Keiko because, you know, he was a guy that it was all about location for him. And I, I feel like he started to lose his location, like locating the baseball like he did throughout his entire career, early in his career. And I think that's when it, he started to get in trouble. But if you're saying he's throwing harder and he's back to locating – and, and he's looking like the old Keiko, hey, he could be dangerous. And I, I have no doubt he'll definitely get that 10-year uh, service time.
2: Hey, you want to talk about 10-year service time? Um, Jay Payton, good friend of mine, he was chasing that at the end of his career. And uh-huh. I think he's just shy of it. Uh, D-Train is just shy of 10. And, you know, it's no, it, it's, you're right there. And it's like, just just give me another month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got, I got other friends that are, you know, in the eights, and but other guys, in you know, in that nine, but shy of 10. And that man, you get that ten. It's 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 not the Hall of Fame, but it's just a little bit, you know. Stick your chest out a little bit more. Like, yeah, yeah I, got 20, I got ten. You know what I mean? Full. I'm I'm fully vested. You talking about? You know what I <laughs> mean? That's right. So, uh, it's it's just it, yeah, it's it's a um, it's a hell of an accomplishment. Number one. I mean, obviously to make it to the major leagues, but to get to ten years is just a hell of an accomplishment we've got yeah. a couple guys a couple of our hosts who are just shy of it we've got
0: some who hit it right like like jones AJ. I mean, like aj other aj right and uh
2: i think kratzy right kratzy hit it no
0: hit.
1: no i don't know
2: did he hit it? nah he's no, nah, he has parts to i think he's probably in the sevens if i had to if i had to guess no. service time? He, he would know he would know <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, no Everybody crats. knows exactly how much service time they got. They know, yeah. That's one thing, you know. Oh yeah, no <laughs> crats.
0: Kipness is just short. Um Ooh. Todd Father just short. I think Brock really? just short. So we got a bunch of guys that were like in the eight nine oh. range. Yeah, yeah. we, yeah, we Todd might have Father to make a team them. together, and, and mm. we might have to just clear out the Oakland A's for the last couple months and just bring the whole <laughs> FT fam. Oops. No, I, no offense to you, okay. I would
1: have never guessed that Kipness and Todd Father was uh
0: yeah. short. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember we had a show where we were congratulating whoever we had on. I think it was uh Corey Dickerson we, we mm-hmm. had on, and he was celebrating 10 years. And then okay. I was like, well, you guys know? And they were like, no, I don't. I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> wow. ain't yeah, hey, hey, you you the gold no letter, card, so happy
2: about that. There you go.
1: It mean, yep. gets eight. you the gold card?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, ticket. You and a free guest can uh, get, a, get a ticket at the game and all that kind of stuff. Right, I haven't used it yet. I'm excited. I want to know who's ever used it. And. I want to ask him, like, does it work? Or do you like feel like they're going to be like, man, who the hell are you? <laughs>
1: I put you in the nosebleeds? Who knows? Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. So, so I want to take us from that to, it, it ties in because Keuchel's actually up since Joe Ryan went to the injured list. Okay. And he apparently has had, I think it was a groin injury for the last seven starts. He hasn't pitched as well. And he was kind of hiding it or just trying to overcome it, which happens all the time, right? At this time of year, almost everyone will say I'm not hundred percent, but obviously there's some injuries where you got to spend some time off. So some, some news that circulated the past 24 hours is the great Anthony Rizzo and how much he struggled. And if you actually go back at the end of may, he had a collision on a pickoff attempt at first base with Fernando Tatis jr. Who some people not, might not realize he's a big dude Tatis. So like you knock into him, you'll feel it. Like sometimes he looks like kind of tall and skinny, but like he's got some build to him and he's, he's tall, tall. So I know Rizzo's a rock too, but he missed a couple days back then with like a neck issue, they called it at the time. And then he started feeling fogginess, he said, last weekend in Baltimore. They now have put him on the concussion IL, so he's got post-concussion syndromes. So there's some pretty good stories out there, including Ken Rosenthal. Like, went up to him and he was like, you good? Like, you feel like you're getting out of it? And he was like, no, I don't feel like I'm getting out of my slump. And that was kind of weird. Ken said he's never heard that before. And it's because Rizzo said like he was waking up feeling hungover and he was like, Yeah, maybe it's just the season. And also he said, like, there were times he was forgetting how many outs there were. So, and and that one game in Baltimore, the last one of the series, 0 for five, five Ks. I mean, you don't see too many games like that. So, so now he goes on the I. L. There's some people that are questioning, obviously, why when he goes to the team and says he's feeling weird last weekend, he still played a few more games. But I just wanted to get your take. Like, Lowe, for example, I know, you know, we've talked about this. You've had some collisions. First off, guys want to play. So, like, what's the whole process like after you collide when you're talking to the team and obviously you're, you're trying to play, right? Like, there's – normal human beings get hurt and they try to freaking still go to the gym.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like I say, we're all competitors and and we want to be on the field. You know, we want to be out there. I call it the jungle. We like, I, we want to be out there in the jungle with the, with, with your boys, you know. And I had an instance where we were in the playoffs in Atlanta, and I kind of ran full speed into the fence. And, you know, it, it got me pretty good. It knocked me, knocked me out a little bit. But the next day I woke up, I couldn't, I couldn't turn my neck to the left at all. But, you know, it's the playoffs. So, of course, I want to be out there. I didn't think – I don't think they wanted me to play. But in my mind, it's the playoffs. So, I'm going to find any way possible to be on the field. So, I ended up opening my stance completely, completely changed my entire swing – to make sure I can actually actually see the ball. So who knows, something is affecting him. If he feels like he's, he's not himself, he's not swinging the bat like he normally does, then something's off. So now the trainers, the head coach needs to step in and say, hey, just take a few days or take a week, whatever the case may be. Uh, let's get you back to your old self and then you know get you back on the field as soon as possible. Jones, yeah. do you have
2: any collisions or anything like that where you had to have testing done? Uh, I did it in uh, KC. Remember Locaine? I was oh, sober. I, I smoked that. a man running full mm-hmm. speed. I was like in between steps and I, mm-hmm. to either jump or turn my body, and I smoked that wall. Um, and then that that day, you know, again, RIP to to uh, to your Don. Yeah. He was pitching that day, and I remember I was leading off the uh, the next inning, and I struck out. And it was like, you know, how was that bad? I was like, it looked like about six balls up coming up there, at each yeah. each time took me right off the field, but. Again, Tony's a dude. Everybody know who knows Rizzo, you know that he is a dude. And he's, you know, he he's, he loves the jungle. Let's talk about the jungle. Yeah, he loves it. Jungle. And uh and you but at the at the end of the day, you can't play like this. All right. You know, if, if it's bothering you like this bad, you you can't do it. And that you know, it hinders everything. And it, and, you know, with concussions, as you've seen, it hinders life, you know, beyond mm-hmm. beyond baseball. So I'm glad that he's taking the time. Um, I hope I wish he would have did it earlier. If, I think if we knew about it earlier, if people knew about it. But uh, you can't do this. You you're you're hurting your your real health, you know, away from the game and you got young kids. You got to think about the big picture. So hopefully, you know, get some time away get in, in some, you know, some dark rooms and and get his vision back and not waking up feeling like he's he's uh hung over, especially if he didn't go out and, you know, drink the bar so um <laughs> <laughs> don't feel that <laughs> way that's not a good thing so no uh, i i just wish him health. and again you want to be you want to be out there and he's a guy that you look back in, in games played he's always in the top especially of his position and up in all of baseball so he wants to be out there but at the same time you can't be out there if you can't see But these guys throwing so damn hard you gotta you gotta protect yourself so i hope that he gets the time away and gets his vision back and gets back and gets hot because you know, Judge Stanton, Judge uh, Rizzo Stanton-Torres, at the end of the day, that's still not fun to go through.
0: No, and I'll say this, two injuries might have cost the Yankees their whole season now when you look back, right? So Judge with the toe, huge. They would be in a totally different spot. And then Rizzo, who's been, like you said, so consistently good for so long, we, we've we never seen this from him, this much slumping. And Now at least we have an answer, but the answer is, That collision, again, like cost the Yankees offense because that was the kind of guy, he was off to a good start. People were expecting him to to help pick up the pace. And since that collision, which is back in May at this point, sitting 172, one home run, and a 496 OPS, that's worst in baseball among qualified hitters. That's not Rizzo. And that's why Yanks fans obviously are impatient and they're going, what the fuck's going on with the Yankees? What's Rizzo? What a bad signing, whatever. And it's like, nah, dude, he's got a concussion. And it wasn't addressed yet, right? And he didn't even know he had it. So, right. at least it, it doesn't necessarily make a fan feel better about how his team's not playing well. But we've got solid reasoning for why someone like that's not playing well. I bet you he'll be better next season,
2: you know? And you put it – but you hit it on the head, though. Uh, Tatis is a big guy. And he moves really quickly. Like, his fast twitch is incredible. And he's, he's pushing 6'4", six, 2'15", six, two, 220 with a lot of force each way he goes. So – Um, I remember seeing the play. I can't vividly uh, see it, and I don't want to see it, as I know what what, uh, has has made a good friend of mine feel. But, uh, you know, that's a collision right there. It wasn't Volpe hitting him, you know what I mean? It wasn't wasn't the the smaller middle infielders. It was a a guy equal size that hit him. So that hurt.
0: Yeah, that hurt.
2: As we see, as we see.
0: Exactly, exactly. Get well soon, Riz, and welcome back, Brandon Woodruff. Coming to the party. Big Woo gets so much attention. And I think, you know, I I get to learn how some of the players are liked and respected. And Brandon Woodruff is talked about like for months now, even when he's on the IL. Of course, we know what he does on the bump, but dudes in Milwaukee, because we have a lot of them on low, they miss him. Freddie Peralta just went out and said it in the beginning of the year, which I thought was fun. He was like, That's my guy. That's my number one on the mound if I need somebody. You know, and he's got good teammates with him, too. Like, mm-hmm. Corbin Burns is no slouch, but Brandon Woodruff is respected. And, hey, you want a second-half edition? We talk about that. I think some teams play that up too much. Like, the Red Sox were saying, oh, we got all these pitchers coming back. Like, Sale. I'm like, okay, but it, Sale's great, but he's been hurt a lot. Like, he can't stay on the field right now. Mm-hmm. They're talking about, like, Tanner Houck and Garrett Whitlock. Like, Brandon Woodruff coming back, that is a legit claim by a team to be like, we have a dude that's better than any free or trade edition that we could make at the deadline. Yeah,
1: and he is that dude. That's the thing, you know, you like to hear about. He's that dude. And Big a he's a great clubhouse guy. And I know it's eating him alive that he hasn't been able to pitch all year. Um, And he's itching to get back out there. I just know the kind of mentality he has and the competitor he is. So, you know, for for, uh, Freddie to say that, you know, that's something I experienced. And you love to have great guys in the clubhouse because it makes it makes the environment a lot more fun and also you have a top competitor that goes out there and dominates on the mound each start so you know overall he's he's bring he brings everything to the table that you want in a player
0: yeah brandon woodruff is legit man that's a that's a big big help for this team they got They've got a solid one, two, three at the top of that rotation that you don't want to mess with in the playoffs. That's like an old school one, two, three. You have three guys, Jonesy, that can go seven, eight innings in a playoff start. And then it's like uh, Pi Amps, who's been sick for them. Not really a known name, but big trade addition for them. Pi Amps and Devin Williams and good night. We took game one, two, and three.
2: And it's crazy. is The wild card is the guy who I just was just in Milwaukee. He still don't know how they still paying him. Uh, Wade Miley, he, he, <laughs> he, hey, hey, Wade, to go out there and, and run, run up six, seven innings on you real quick. You know what I mean? And he worked quick, so you can go to dinner that night. So he is, you know, that to me is is one of the guys that is a, a glue too, as he's the older guy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Burns and Woodruff are the stuff guy. He's the older guy who's been there, been around a little bit longer. But again, those two guys don't need to be spoken to. Those are t- some of the top pitchers in the game. But having Woodruff back is is obviously a big, big Key, it puts everybody again back into where they belong in the rotation. And you know, if you got Burns and Woodruff going back to back days, guess what? Your bullpen hopefully should have rest days to win the other starters. Again, I love Peralta and love uh Wade, as I just mentioned, and Ray who's throwing tonight. It still gives the bullpen uh rest for. For their starts. Yeah, they're
0: not going to beat up their bullpen heading into the playoffs. I'm with you. I think they're going to win the division. All right. So let's preview tonight's games. Last minute game time. We got a full, full Friday, just a one day game, everything else going down in the evening. So hit that game time app. We'll talk about it a little more in a moment. But it's all about getting last minute tickets to a contest. So check out the sketch. And if I'm giving you tickets, we're opening up. It's on me. All right. I'll buy us today, uh, Jonesy. We're going on game time. I'm looking for a flash deal. Where would you like to be taken to watch a game this
2: evening? Ooh, tonight, I'm going back home to San Diego. Mm. Um, and it's but it's two places I need to be today though. Is I want to go home to San Diego because the Dodgers and Padres. That's a big series for the Padres. Obviously, the Dodgers are what who they are. They are who we thought they are. Yes. Um, <laughs> but also, where my current body will be tonight is in Baltimore Buck Showalter returns with the Mets for the first time uh obviously the Mets are in a different situation than the Orioles when he left the Orioles it was kind of like the situation he's had with the Mets so it's uh it's going to be good to see him back at the yard uh packed house hopefully to you know give him uh, uh some some respect and then stomp a mud hole in him (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah i mean they're a big underdog now you know the mets traded away their big boys and they just they just got beaten up by a kc they're going to be a big underdog they're going to start to turn into the team playing you know w- with house money because they're not expected to do anything the rest of the year so also not super fun to play against i mean their pitching's not great but they still got some dudes that can mash all right lo where are you going
1: well you know what since i don't like flying scott you know i'm gonna keep it simple i'm gonna just go right here to texas you know, and uh, mm-hmm. watch Miami and Texas play. And also, the Brew Crew comes down here at the end of, I, I want to say, in maybe two weeks. So I'll definitely uh, have to check them out and, and see all the fellas when they come in town.
0: There you go. And yes. for Texas, this is the Rangers debut for Jordan Montgomery, who comes yes. over as, like, the now he's, like, you know, the, the second fiddle in that trade for starters, because they got Scherzer. And we watched mm-hmm. Scherzer yesterday, who, I mean, he had the swing and miss stuff also. I know they got to him a little bit in the first inning, but Rangers fans were pretty pleased with with his debut performance. Now you get to see Jordan Montgomery, who, who's such a different pitcher than most dudes in the league these days, big ground ball guy. So we'll see how he does against Miami. I'll uh, I'll throw one more in there. I still am keeping my eyes on Alec Manoa and James Paxton to an extent. He was talked about if the Red Sox were selling as one of their big trade pieces, and I think they would have gotten a lot for him. They decide to keep him. And so I think both of those guys have been through a lot on the short term for Manoa because he hasn't been good this year and he got sent down for a while and now he's back. I just think even if, even if he's not what he was last year, which was a Cy Young candidate, Mm -hmm. if he can give them middle of the rotation type innings, I think he really keeps them in the mix for one of those top wild card spots for Toronto and can help them make a little run here. I do think they're a really dangerous team. Like Whit said, you don't want to face them in the playoffs, but let's see if Manoa is going to, look like himself you know from the last couple years and then paxton for me if he can stay on the field he's always nasty he's still nasty it's crazy it's like Mm -hmm. hadn't seen the dude in years then he pops up and he's probably stuff wise the best pitcher on boston right now well Bayo, i guess the new dude but he's he's close he's up there so check that one out and also if you're new to the party um with game time you can download the app and make sure you hit the code ft live for 20 bucks Off your first purchase, we'll guide you through the app right now. Super easy to find and buy tickets for any kind of event that's in your area. You know, you can look at it from a a geolocation. And then you've got the lowest price guarantee, which means with the game time guarantee, you're always going to get the lowest price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time's like all good. We'll credit you 110% of the difference because it's not happening. Event cancellation protection, everything for the people, which is what we always say on FT Live. Job loss protection too, which is super cool. There's no way anyone else has something like that going on right now where if if you do lose your job, you show proof of unemployment, they will make sure you get your money back there so you're not going through any hard times. Um, But if you do want to hit a game, you can see. You can view your seat within the app. You just move the phone over to see what your view looks like and you can snag the tickets without the stress. If you download the app, create an account and use the code FTLIVE for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply That's FT Live if you redeem the code for 20 bucks off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Love it. All right. um, Let's uh, finish strong here with a little slap hands action before we hit the weekend. We'll let you know who we're talking to next week and go over some of the other uh, foul territory shows we got coming up. But let's slap.
2: Ball. (laughs) (laughs) I love how there's always
0: an AJ on this show who says ball when (laughs) slap hands runs. So we might have to redo that at some point. Uh, Happy birthday to former FT uh, guest, Roger Clemens. You can also hear his Legends Territory show if you go a few episodes back. Um, Monday, another dude coming off a trade. I love these combos. I'm telling you because to be able to get like 20-ish good minutes with a guy that just got traded – that story about Seawald, he comes over, they're like, dude, you're tipping. They might have changed yeah. his life. Like, mm-hmm. he might have gotten beaten up. Word gets around, right, at some point that he's tipping. Other teams find out, and he goes through a rough two-week stretch. You know, if a reliever goes through a rough two-week stretch, it blows up your ERA. He gets mm-hmm. to go over to a spot, and they get to fix that problem right away. Like, that's going to help the dude get paid, too, when he's a free agent in, in a year and a half from now, you
2: know? Mm-hmm. Got a question. Um, why nobody went in on Brenton Rooker? Were they asking, was they asking too much? There's big bat. I know he's young. I mean, during service time, but he said a hell of a first half and he can hit. Why nobody went in on him?
0: That's a great question. Yeah. You know, one team that we got a lot of questions. We have a lot of A's fans that listen to this show or watch this show, and they were like, who are the A's trading, right? And they did trade Fuji to the – Orioles um, earlier, they, you know, they kind salary, of they
2: salary dumped whatever salary they did have. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you got Noda who's basically another version of Olson. So, I mean, I think they got a good system. It's just as soon as the second, not like even Tampa lets them get to arbitration. Uh, Oakland is like the second they make a dollar, nah, we gotta get rid of them. Exactly. My my only <laughs> thing, you're right. Gotta my go. only thing that I can think
0: of is there's a ton of service time left for Rooker, and at some yeah, point tons. they went from saying, "Sure, let's deal him," to, "Wait, this dude's legit." Like he he started off super strong, numbers dipped a little, and then he's picked it back up again. He's got an OPS above 800. His OPS plus with league average at 100, 128. so it is a good question. I agree, and some of his fans were like, "Really, we couldn't even pull off like any more significant trades." And I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm. "Maybe Brent Rooker is the next good, place. good I agree, but maybe they didn't want to deal him because he's good, and they want to have somebody that can swing the bat. That that's my only guess because he's not he's not a rental. He's not a free agent. I think free agent year twenty twenty eight. He's under team control. Let's not.
2: They've traded people that were good before, let's be honest with you.
0: Oh, and that were young and controllable, right? Exactly. So Murphy had years left.
2: It's okay. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Well, it's a great question.
0: You bring it up because Brent Rooker's coming on the show on Tuesday. So we'll ask him. Oh, wow. Surprised to still be here? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're right. Because he's been great. And, you know, A's have been through a lot. And he's been like really kind of the face of the underdog A's when they do, when they had that little run for like a week and a half. So um, anyway, we'll have Rooker on Tuesday lance lynn on monday who always brings it <laughs> can't wait and uh also if you're looking out for the brew crew territory shows that'll release this weekend if you missed any of the legends territory we got all kinds of shows coming your way through the ft fam so uh this was fun this was fun dudes yeah real it good. Was, it was. good times good times yes, all right sir. go eat your go eat your candied popcorn there
1: all right i'm all over it <laughs> the fruit of pebbles
0: yes uh thank you ft fam and also shout i know we get this almost every day too like steven in the chat today hey just found you guys can't believe i hadn't seen this so yeah if you guys have questions guys girls um whatever questions you have you can always hit us on on our instagram dms we'll usually bring those onto the show if it's not while we're live so thanks for watching foul territory everyone have an awesome weekend oh they want to show us something what do you got what do you got everybody (laughs) <laughs> don't throw it back keep it
2: <laughs>
0: oh wow did he grab that ball that low from the wall no. yeah it was a yes. great
2: catch Liriano and Liriano probably was like you little mother <laughs> I would have been like cool I ain't got to throw let me say one of these bullets like I say you saw those positives you got to look at the positive in things it was a double and he ain't got to throw it Yep. right he saved his arm it's like a line <laughs> drive out in spring training okay, swing, I ain't gotta run
0: Sales that's like actually you. one more guy <laughs> Loriano is I think a free agent either this or I think maybe one more year left but and, and the dude isn't swinging like he used to, but he's got
2: a cannon. I'm like, he can play no deep one wanted he's him. very good player. That's a good question, yeah. too. What's right. going on in Oakland, man? Well, they have, they yeah. have
1: to have some talent for it when they make the move to Vegas, you know? Have to keep true. some talent right. around <laughs> <laughs> hey, That's got to fill those tickets, you know?
0: Paul Seawald might sign with them. He's from Vegas at some point. So There you go. We'll see. Go. All right, everyone, have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday you on FT Live. Later, everybody. Hey FTLive fam, if you're new to the party on the BetMGM Sports app, enter the promo code FOUL, F-O-U-L, for up to $1,000 back if your first bet loses, it's simple, ready? Download the BetMGM Sports app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com, sign up and deposit into your newly created account, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses. If the bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once the wager is settled. Got to use the bonus code, VOWL.